Are we good? Okay. Hello, this is Doctor Barbara Kiel. Actually, a lot of my clients prefer to call me Doctor Bibi, and I quite like it, to be honest, because I think there is a ring to it, Doctor Bibi. Don't you think? Anyways, you are listening to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast which will show you how easy it is to be honest. What? You don't believe me? Well, stick around and let me give you the tools and knowledge. Hello, everyone. This is Doctor Baby, and another week has gone by. Let me welcome you to the forty-first episode of my podcast. To be honest, so let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. Take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected. In a unified field of divine white light, and know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. Take another deep breath in. Hold it, and exhale out loud. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. All right. After last week's episode,、um, it is not surprising that I received a number of emails, and I would like to thank those who took the time to give me their feedback. And I have decided to answer one of、uh, the most important questions that was raised to me, and that is, what are the effects of divorce on children? Well, to be honest, to appreciate the effects of divorce on children, I think a person must. Appreciate what divorce does to adults. And in her book *Crazy Time: Surviving Divorce and Building a New Life* by Abigail Trafford, describes divorce as a savage emotional journey, where a person 
ricochets between the past, that means the loss, and the uncertainty of the future. Far more is involved than the legal end of a marriage. Divorce upends the established order of family, friends, finances, work, and in some cases, health and well-being. Divorce sends shrapnel in every direction. To be honest, divorce is a death. And neither spouse, who made a good faith effort to make the marriage work, buries it without pain and suffering. While many divorce books portray life after divorce as the occasion of enlightening self-discovery and recreation, for many, particularly women with children. Life after a divorce takes on the characteristics of forced march across very barren terrain. So while people do go on and rebuild their lives in rewarding ways after a divorce, divorce makes no one a winner. For obvious reasons, divorce traumatizes children. They are often concerned with their own security, not with their parents' happiness. And as an adult who elects to end a marriage, a child has that decision thrust upon them. The parents act, and the children react. The philosophical questions of choice. Which reward human experience for adult, who makes them freely, are meaningless for a child who sees their idea of order collapse when their parents separate. So a child whose parents divorce may feel sucked into a vortex of loneliness, guilt, and fear. When one parent leaves, the child may fear the other one will follow. Even when both parents reassure them of their love, the child may be tormented by the belief that they caused the breakup. Almost always, children worry about what is going to happen to them. From the point of view of a youngster, that fear is quite reasonable. Now, parents, you must understand: children react in different ways with the onset of divorce, so there is no one size fits all. Some will be extremely sad and show signs of depression and sleeplessness. Anxiety levels peak. As they feel they are going to be abandoned or rejected by one or even both parents, some divorce situations may make the child feel lonely, and this may be due to a long absence of one of the parents. You must understand, divorce deranges the idea of order for a child. 
So this is why broken promises, something as small as going to a baseball game, take on a magnitude far beyond its actual significance. So no matter what the situation, the child will be affected in some way by a divorce. Some children may become psychologically scarred from the experience, and still other children may not be affected emotionally at all. Much depends on how well the parents are able to handle the situation. So let's say under uncontrollable bad effects. Very few people going into divorce for the first time can anticipate how a marital breakdown deranges their lives. Like shrapnel, the blast hits the innocent bystanders as readily as it does the main participants. So in a divorce, money or the lack of it almost always becomes a problem. Child support payments, alimony, and financial assistance place a monetary strain on one or both parents, which directly affects the children, of course. To be honest, it seldom works any other way. Income that once supported one household now supports two. This ignores the legal costs and all of the unforeseen costs of one spouse settling up that second household. Sometimes it is very hard at the outset to know in advance how bleak the financial picture will be after the divorce. But a divorcing couple should brace for the worst. But sometimes the marital home must be sold as part of the property settlement. And in some instances, one of the parents may have to relocate. This brings with it a new set of problems. Children having to adjust to a new school, friends, and environment. So, speaking of the loss of friends... Few divorcing couples ever anticipate the loss of friends in the wake of a marital breakup. While the wife may retain her friends and the husband his friends, the friends the couple made together as a married couple often drift away. Sometimes people don't want to take sides, but often people drift away because divorce can be very threatening particularly when a couple senses problems in their own home. Not to mention the loss of family, because family structure is very important, particularly for children. Divorce requires the family to restructure, and this can take a toll on in-laws and grandparents. Both parents must continue to play an important role in the life of their child, but family beyond the parents can be disrupted by divorce. It is generally a good idea that the parents design a thought-out parenting plan in order to keep some 
predictability in the family structure. This is good for the sake of the child, and divorce does not have to mean the end of a family. It is also good for the children to keep close ties with other relatives, even if the parent does not get along with the extended family. Children need these people in their lives, and things can get even more complicated relating to step families. And every country is different, so I'm going to skip this part here. As for birthdays and holidays. For parents and their children, holidays and birthdays after a divorce can be very difficult as well. That first birthday, that first Christmas, that first anything spent without both parents is traumatic. As each year passes, the family feels more comfortable with new environments and new ways to celebrate. But birthdays and holidays. And other special days are difficult, particularly in the beginning for both adults and children. Now, psychologists rate divorce as one of the most stressful events in life, just below the death of a spouse. Divorce is like getting into a lifeboat, for sure. The lifeboat offers the chance of escape from a terrible situation, but abandoning ship holds little appeal because of the enormous uncertainties. The same is true for divorce. From a child's point of view, divorce is enormously dislocating because. They lack the life experience to even envision possible good outcomes. So, a divorcing parent, in addition to all his or her problems, must support the child in what may be the most difficult experience in their young lives. This is a tough set of marching orders. So, for parents, if you have children between six to eleven, like elementary school years,、um, they may have possible reactions like believing that parents are getting back together. They may feel rejected by a parent who left the house. They may feel insecure financially and about the future. They look back all the time to what was. They may play sick to stay home from school, and they may also feel abandoned and alone. So I would suggest some of the remedy ideas for parents. Try your best to get the child to open up to you. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable and share your emotions, because by doing so, you are modeling, you are allowing your child to do the same. Now, parents, let me make this very, very clear. When I say don't be afraid to share your emotions, 
I do not mean for you to cry in front of them, particularly with younger children. Actually, make it all children. That is not the healthy way to do it, because when you show them how sad you are, and you cry in front of them, then the role will be reversed. That means any child they are empathetic at that age, they will try to comfort you, and that is a big no-no. That is very unhealthy for parents to do that. So I want to make this very, very clear. You, meaning the parents, are supposed to comfort the children, not the other way around. When you do that, or if you do that, you are further traumatizing your child. So what I meant was, do tell them, "Hey, mommy feels afraid as well." And I'm an adult, so for you to feel fear is normal. I am here for you, and I will get us through this challenging times together. So say something like that to your child. And needless to say, please make it age appropriate. Make sure you spend. Quality time with each one of your child. Reassure safety, their safety. Reassure the family atmosphere as much as possible. Make sure you respect your child's privacy. Talk about things of mutual interest other than the problems. And encourage outside school activities. In other words, to find and create a new normal for you and for them in two different households. And if you have children between the age of eleven to eighteen, early late adolescents. Uh, some possible reactions from your children of that age can be: they will feel anger and hatred. They may try to take advantage of both parents. Possible behavior issues, such as unpredictability and acting out. They may feel lonely. Or they may try to push the blame on one parent, and they may feel more mature than others, and constant financial worries. In other words, about their own security. So, some remedy ideas for your parents. Make sure you keep up as much communication as possible. Do not be afraid to have a heart to heart with your child. Share as many experiences as possible. Keep an eye out for the child's actions with school. Do not involve the child in parental disputes. 
Don't make them take sides. Consider family counseling, and watch your actions regarding new relationships. I strongly suggest that you do not introduce your new date to your children until you know is quite permanent, and have household rules and maintain them. Meaning, set new boundaries if necessary. So, what about the long-term effects of divorce on children? And according to some of the research, they suggest that divorce is almost always stressful and painful for children, especially during the first year or so. There is no doubt that some of these children are at risk of developing emotional problems. Resilience is not the same as getting through a divorce without pain, nor does it mean that the pain of divorce won't linger into adulthood. In fact, the research says that most children of divorce report painful memories. For some families, particularly those. Where conflict is a pervasive and damaging presence, divorce can come as a relief. For others, the transition is extremely painful. One research shows that many couples believe that divorce is the end of their relationship and the end of their troubles with the spouse. But for many divorcing parents, the opposite turns out to be true. Because they find themselves battling over, through, and on top of the children, so couples who hope to escape the unhappy, complicated entanglements of married life through divorce may find themselves more deeply entangled than ever. Another research says that children do not have to be damaged by divorce. Because the parents themselves can make the choice for their family by the way they behave toward each other, both during and after the divorce, and I cannot agree more. Mediation of a divorce that ends parental conflict benefits the children. Interparental conflict is just bad for the kids. So let me end this episode by addressing divorcing parents out there. Please realize that you will raise the children together for years to come, and an effective co-parenting relationship from the moment the decision is made to divorce is one of the greatest gifts you can give. Your children, who love both of you, and see themselves as part mom and part dad, as I mentioned earlier, to a child, family structure remains vital. It is critical for the well-being of the children that both parents continue to play important roles in their lives. So parents should work together as much as possible for the well-being of the children to limit the damage divorce can have 
on the children. So on that note, I sincerely hope that I have provided you with some valuable information and suggestions. So until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D R B A R B A R A K I A O dot com.